Hello? <gasps> hello, hello. I'm you sorry know, about that. <laughs> no, no. This this is Anchor trying to get all of our all the awkwardness out of the way. Sometimes we'll go through the app and literally have a two to three hour conversation and there's no issues. Other times I could hear you and, and you can't hear me and that's what we're dealing with. So Yes. We are there. <laughs> but you know what? This is this is just kind of a microcosm of life, right? Like I mean, sometimes there's things that you can't control that just kinda happen. And you just yes. roll with it and see. So here we are yep. doing our podcast. That it took Everything's us- meant for a reason, Daryl. I, you know, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. And <laughs> so what we're going to do, like this is, we, we are starting the podcast now. Now, Kelly and I had like a 30 to 60 second conversation before, and then the app cut off, but it's all good. So it's you guys good. that are listening, I am talking to Kelly, who is also known as Butterfly in Dubai. And Hi there. Yes. And you, you were getting ready to get into your story about how you, you came about with this name and I'm going to pretend that I've heard absolutely none of it. Oh yeah. And I'm going to let you tell the story right now. I I was, I got right into the story and then I realized I was talking to the, I was talking to the universe by myself. Um, Yeah. I, I currently, uh, I'm butterfly in Dubai. I'm Mm -hmm. Scottish. I live in Dubai and -hmm. I just want to show people how I live my life out here I'm currently on the keto diet but when I first started Instagram I was also known as um, the 12 week butterfly which I don't think you you know that that's what I used to be called I don't know I I do I do not know give me all the details on that well when I first started because when I basically when I when I started to get into keto I mean I had who doesn't have an Instagram account you know I had like (laughs) my personal one but I wanted to make it separate and just to help me to find like-minded people like myself who were doing keto and they could help me and with my keto lifestyle journey and then it just turned into because I am quite a happy positive person and it just sort of started spiraling into me helping other people because lots of people have helped me on my keto journey. Mm-hmm. And like other people around the world, you know, I've had my ups and my downs. I've had quite a lot, you know, I've been on keto for like two years, believe it or not. Um, and oh, how could I say this? Like, I'm not gonna let that do, like I've 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 like I've yo-yoed is what I'm trying to say, Daryl. Like you know, I've lost the weight, I've put it back on, I've lost the weight, put it back on, and now it's like I'm not gonna put it back on. And this account, the way that it's evolved now, I'm not really because, sorry, I've too many stories. But what I really wanted to do with the twelve week butterfly as well is to do like twelve weeks of different challenges as well. Um. And I just felt, I'll be totally honest, 12 weeks is a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, because keto was one of the ones that I started with. And then I just sort of evolved it. I just wanted to keep, I just wanted to keep going with keto. But then as the, and as my Instagram was growing with the 12 week butterfly, so was my adventures in Dubai. And then I decided that I was, my posts were more becoming about, being positive and actually encouraging others out there that they can do it you know like Mm -hmm. there's people like myself who yo-yo all the time and that's okay 
Um, so I just wanted to show people my Dubai story um, and to move away from the 12 week challenges, if that makes sense. And I'm so happy, man. I love, I love Butterfly in Dubai. Sorry, so that's like a little rant. So here's what, <laughs> so here's what, here's what I, and, and this is in my like high view, because literally you and I have probably only been connected on Instagram for maybe four to six weeks, like total. That, yeah. That's probably yeah. about it. And we've been trying to get a podcast together for like half of that. But, um, but like with you, I, I think that there's just, you were mentioning that you're a naturally positive person. And yes. when somebody is genuinely like that, that comes through. And that's, that was kind of the thing when you and I, um, you know, initially got connected because we were, we were all about, okay, we're following each other. Now let's have like the actual, you know, DM video chat conversation or video message yep. conversation. Um, but like, I just, from the very beginning, I was kind of like, okay, she, she definitely has the energy. I like <laughs> that you're, cause you're just, I mean, you now you're sharing your life. Like the Aikido is just part yes. of what, what it is that you do. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And, and you know, you're, I, I like the fact that you, you know, you do the, the, standard keto post but you're also like look here's my adventures for the day this is what i'm going yeah this is what i do totally and like it's it's a story and it's it's something that like it, it, that's honestly if and many for many folks probably relatable and when you talk about yo-yoing up and down on keto or, or yeah. on any of the programs like that's relatable too so i like that you've gone away from okay i'm gonna have this fitness account i'm gonna have this diet account and I'm going to do this and people are going to hold me accountable and hold them accountable to be like, well, wait a minute. You know, there's no time limit on this. Like I don't need to just no. do 12 weeks. And you know, when I, when I see your handle, I literally think of like a butterfly just kind of like going around Dubai, like doing all these you know, <laughs> things and like just, you know, sharing the perspective on stuff. So no, I, I totally get it. And I, I, I like what you're, I, I love what you're doing with this actually you're let's see. And I, you crack me up on TikTok because I do watch you on there as well. <laughs> I um, love TikTok. Yeah. Oh, I love TikTok. I love being silly on TikTok because sometimes, um, I don't know. I just like I just like laughing, Daryl. You know, life is life is definitely for having you know for having a laugh and just and this is something I always try and say on my. Um, Instagram stories as well that life is way too short and even with uh, people's weight loss and this is really harsh how I'm going to say it right but we're living and breathing so you are where you are you just have to make because it's all about choices at the end of the day so if you make the right choices it is all going to work out in the end but just enjoy life because I, I know we're going like this is me as well. Welcome to Kelly World. But I do go off in tangents. But I see so many people getting hung up on, oh, you know, I only lost a pound or I've gained a pound. And I always say, right, it's always it's okay to GML, which is gain, maintain or lose. Because life's too short. Like, just chill out, you know, because there's nothing you can do. There's nothing, you know, tomorrow's a new day. So just, just get on. Do do do. Hello. Hello. So, <laughs> I love that yeah, music though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be stuck in your head now. Yeah. Um, so last thing you said, tomorrow is a new day and you just yes. get on with it, which, yes. I mean, I think that's like, 
I, I really think that when, when folks realize that weight loss is kind of like just a one little area of your life, but this stuff mm-hmm. applies to all other areas where you just look at your life as I'm making decisions, I'm making choices, and you don't beat yourself up over them. You just, you literally move forward, good and bad. And I, totally. I, think, I, I think when you can get into that kind of a headspace, like, life just seems to be a, a little bit easier to go through, right? Definitely. And I know, and I won't go too morbid, right, but I, sadly, I lost my mum when I was 15 and my brother when I was 31. Mm-hmm. And I swear, I don't know what type of person I would be. I know this is a, ter- it's a really strange thing to say to you, but I don't know what type of person I would be if they were still here because I think I am the way I am because of what happened. And that's why I always say what's meant for you will not pass you by. And yeah. life is too short because I chose to take the the positive, happy route and enjoy my life because I do realize how quickly life can change, you know. And it's just it's really sad, isn't it? It's really sad when you see people struggling because you just want to say to them, you know, enjoy your life, man. Just like embrace every well, moment. It's easier said than done. You bring, <laughs> yeah, it, it is easier said than done, but you bring up a really, really interesting point because because of the fact that you, you lost your mom and that you lost your brother. Yeah. I mean, you, it, it, yep. it puts life into perspective and yeah, I mean, you, I'm sure you, there has to be times where you're still grieving where, but you know, it's, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it, it never really, completely um it's it's always going to be there but yeah you're actively choosing to live the life that you have and and be as be as kind of just be as positive as possible i was trying to figure out some yeah. other way to really put that but, but i mean but you're right you because because grief changes you right but you just mm-hmm. uh, the, the thing that i say to people is until you've gone through it it's a pain that you'll never understand but you grow with it and you can Mm. only go forward and that's the only thing I can really say to make people because you can't but that's what I mean I'm not it's just to let people know a little bit about me and what and understand why I am the way I am does that make sense like you know I'm not just some crazy loon ball who's (laughs) (laughs) who's happy all the time you know I I understand life if that makes sense oh I like that really Let's yeah. write that down. Yeah, you should write this, and that's the other. That's the other thing that happens in the podcast is you'll say stuff, and you'll be like, "Ooh!" You'll open up your little Ooh, yeah. on your phone. You'll be like, "I'm going to post I, about this." Yeah. And then, like, and, and well, I'll get on this first because this is this is definitely probably this is the more important point here, which is you know, look, we all kind of know if we're going out there and putting out positivity that a lot mm-hmm. of people are going to see that and they're going to be like, "Oh, well, that's fluffy. That's." You know, that's cliche, that's not real, but in actuality, when you have experienced some things in life and you've dealt with grief and you've come out of it and you're like, you're like, okay, it's always going to be there. But at first I never thought I'd move forward, but here I am moving forward and it does put life into perspective and the cliche stuff about how you look at things and how you handle things and how you move forward is the absolute truth. So, you know, I think it completely is. Yeah, I, I mean, but that's and see, this is this. It, you, it's, go ahead. Can I say something, though, Daryl? Have you, have you now we're getting into like a counselling session? Yes. Have you you have you gone through 
grief because you sound like you do you have so because you understand it here's here's kind of my here's my baseline on this and i i actually it's it's kind of grief but it's kind of put things in perspective for me early on so um, mm-hmm. I've been more open lately about the fact that I was born with cerebral palsy. That was that I was born three months premature. Oh, it was yeah. that I was born three much premature, three months premature, and I'm mm-hmm. you know, and and I, I talk about it. But the other part that really kind of snapped this into perspective to me in life, even before I knew what it was, is that my parents had a child a year before me. Same scenario. Was born um, oh. three months early, but only lived three days. So, oh, bless you know, like, them. What a shame. Well, and, and see, but the thing is, so that always kind of helped me realize that, look, life could be very different or non-existent for me. So as an yeah. adult and as somebody like, and I mean, look, I, for me personally, life in my thirties has been so much better than, you know, in my twenties. And it's funny because as mm-hmm. we're all getting older like if you would have told us when we were teenagers like yeah you'll be doing this this and this when you're in your 30s we'd be like 30s people are like like your life is over at 30 like you're you know you're You're old man that's right man (laughs) but like but like we're i I, it's it's really neat when you think about it because you know yes i know at, at any time and as we're talking about grief i mean you your time could be up at any point but yes for the vast majority of us the vast majority of us, if we're in our 30s, we've already experienced a fair amount of life, and we have hopefully five or six decades in front of us. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you think of it like that, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it just puts a whole nother perspective on it. Now, uh, as far as loss personally, I mean, I've, I have, I've lost a, a, a handful of relatives, some, some I was closer with than others. Uh, my wife actually lost her mom when she was um she would have been third or no she was 11 when that happened so oh, you know, it's interesting so, to see how yeah. she yeah i mean it's interesting to see how she, like me yeah yeah it's and it's been interesting to see how she deals with that um mm-hmm. but i mean like you just i i think one thing that i that i do pretty well is like i just i'm interested in hearing kind of people's perspective on all types of things. And again, like, because I do fitness coaching and personal training, and I'm doing a lot of talking back and forth with people. So I get a lot of, of what's going on with their day to day and fitness and otherwise. And I think after a while, if you just kind of start looking at things as I'm really interested in hearing somebody's perspective, then you start being able to do the stuff as far as putting yourself in their shoes, you become very empathetic to somebody's situation. And I mean, I just, I, and I always remind myself that no matter what we see or what we hear and this really in the social media type culture that we live in, you're only seeing a fraction of it. Uh, so you never yes. really know what somebody's going in or going through. So my, no. my first question is always tell me more about that. Like, and, yeah. and, you know, I'm just, so yeah, I mean, I just, I, I like hearing people's stories. I like, you know, seeing them, you know, it fig- like we're, we're just all figuring life out. Right. Yeah, but you know what, Daryl? What you've hit, you've hit a nail on the head there as well because everybody has a different story, mm-hmm. and people only let you in on what you want to like. That's the thing with social media because I get what you're saying about like who's this girl? She's positive, and is it all fluffy? And is it all for show? And then when people you like you what you're saying, you do when you start to open up a little bit, 
and people start to learn oh you know like she does have a story or you like I never knew that about you so yeah. it's like just by speaking to people and, and I love it it's amazing hearing people's stories you know and that's what makes you you and that's what well, makes me me so and and that's right I mean we just we share what it is that we that we're going through and you, you know, I, I just, I always find what I like most about the community that we're in is that, you know, we at least have that one common interest of health, fitness, and normally food. Cause like people that mm-hmm. are going through weight loss, we still like to eat. Right. So, you know, you yeah. start there, but then you start talking about other things and you find that you have common interests and you really actually are able to build, you know, friendships with people that you don't, I mean, that, that, even though we've been having uh, anchors been a little wonky here with our call today. I mean, this is yeah. crazy because we're in completely different parts of the world and we're just having Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. It's amazing. Like, what time is it with you just now? It is what... after, it's a little afternoon. It's 12, 19 in the afternoon. Wow. So it's like I, I'm eight, I'm 20 past eight. So it's yeah. crazy, isn't it? It's amazing. I love this. Mm-hmm. Oh, amazing. I hope we do more. <laughs> Well, and this we, is our and, first one, guys. Yeah, we well, and I'll tell you what I think because it's it's all about figuring out what time is going to work. So I think for you and I, yeah. if we can do something where it's like seven, eight o'clock for you, and eleven a.m., yeah, twelve p.m. for me, yeah, I think we could totally do. Uh, we could totally oh. do more. Now, what was funny okay, is when that? you when we were talking earlier, and you're like, okay. I'm free for the next couple hours. I automatically was like, okay, once we start this podcast, like we're going to go at least an hour (laughs) and have like no problem, just like really talking. And this is the first time, even though you and I send messages back and forth, this is the first time we've actually really had a conversation. So I'm super stoked. Yeah, me too. It's amazing. (laughs) It really is. And that's it. It's really funny because I don't know if you saw, um, a couple of was a couple of weeks ago, I basically got trolled because I love sending people. I'm all about the personal touch, right? right? I love it, and I love to send people personal voice notes because it's like some, some again back to the stories. You never know what someone's going through, and that personal note might just take them from zero to ten. You know, from like low to oh, I can get through today. You know. But some troll said that that was really creepy. And I put it on my stories that someone said it was creepy. And the feedback that I got was insane. I must have got like 200 messages from people saying, please don't stop. Like your voice message just makes my day. So I love this. Like, you know, it's all about the personal touch. (coughs) Well, you must find that as well. And you like in your line of work. You have to speak to people, and so you know. what's so what's really funny is anyone that's listening to this podcast and heard that you do the personal touch with the voicemail. They're <laughs> like, and indeed, well, they're like, they're like, they're like, oh, geez, another one because like anytime somebody <laughs> follows me, um, and I don't like, I just because I always look at it, and somebody's either starting or revamping an Instagram because they want. They either want accountability or they're wanting to share their story and yeah. you never know who you're going to connect with. So I typically will send a video message, you know, thanking them for the follow and, and um, just, you know, looking forward to their posts and their stories and just, you know, talking about stuff. And, yeah. you know, what that really did, like where that actually started is kind of our, uh, our mutual buddy, Gary Cantrell. 
You he, love him, love Gary. Yeah, he, had, <laughs> <laughs> he had a uh, he had a message from a professional wrestler. Uh, I think oh, it was wow. last year for his birthday, and what oh. it was, or no, he had lost a hundred pounds. So yeah. it was arranged to where this wrestler was going to leave him a send him a video and just say, you know. A hundred pounds, Gary, really a hundred pounds like that, you know, like was telling him how awesome it was. And the look of pure joy on Gary's oh. face was just, it was, it was, it was just priceless. And that stuck with me. Cause I'm like, you know what? And again, this is where it's nice to be able to, to clarify and kind of give context um, through a podcast instead of just like saying this on a 10 to 15 second clip. But I'm like, yeah. you know, when people are, this is now what people view as entertainment, like watching Instagram stories, listening to podcasts. So we, in effect, are the next generation of what reality TV was back in the early 2000s. Like, this is <laughs> yeah. what people's entertainment is. So this is it, I the new MTV. That. Yeah. That's right. We are the new MTV. MTV. Um, now I'm thinking of like what. So if we were going to be MTV characters, do you have an MTV character from the late 90s or early 2000s that, that oh you would be God. channeling? What is MTV? Hey, listen, was um, what's it? Was the Prince of Bel-Air on MTV or am I on the wrong channel? You could, well, you're <gasps> on the wrong channel, but you could totally be, you could be Uncle Phil, you could be, uh, you could be Will, you could be Carlton, you could be any of oh, um, them. I think um, I'm a bit of Carlton there with the crazy dancing with the, yeah, and, with the dance yeah. you're totally Carl, carlton with the dance um but like <laughs> when people are watching your stories like they <laughs> they see they they have a connection with you so when you message them back and it's personal like yeah. that really can make somebody's day and i've had people send me messages before that make my day so i mean it's like we're we're really here like if you put the effort in and actually are here to you know talk to people help them out and have conversations and, and build friendships off of it. Like it's a really, really just, it's, it's just remarkable what we're able to do and how we're able to connect with each other. It's just, it's. Oh, it's definitely. Cool. Do you know, um, I have to say, because there's a girl, um, Andy, uh, she says, I think it's got Andy, anxious, Andy quirky fit or whatever she's called on Instagram. I can't remember her exact title. And we message each other every single day. And, it's so nice to build relationships like that and like there's days where I've actually things have happened to me with trolls and I've been in tears to her and it's like what you're saying that video just getting that video from someone and being like you're not alone like because I'm the same as you I love a video I love a voice note because sometimes people just need that uplift you know and to know that you're speaking to them one-to-one it's amazing and I, and I really, I didn't know that about Gary. And that's really, that's really cool. Because I bet that made his year getting that, you know. It, I think for a while, um, it was, it was actually part of what was linked up on his profile. I mean, yeah, it, it really, I mean, just like for any, we, we all have people that, you know, it, it, whether it's a celebrity with. or whether it's, yep. you know, somebody from, from uh, the internet community, like we all have folks that if we get a message from them, it, it just, it, it would brighten our day and oh yeah you know it's um so to all the celebrities just, out there if you could message me and daryl that would be that's right <laughs> and we would you know just a voice note yeah, <gasps> oh like, my god yeah jennifer aniston whoever you know 
we'll take anyone, be listers to listers, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's just like it, the podcasting thing to me, and I'll get it. it I, I now have this reputation of, okay, people will be interviewed on my podcast. And now, so you, seeing how this whole thing works, you now have the ability to start your own Butterfly oh, Dubai podcast. You have opened the box. You have, I was actually like, oh, this anchor thing's amazing. Like, I now well, I'm like, oh, who can I have interviews with? It's not really an interview. It's just a chat. This it's is a, amazing. It's a conversation. And, yeah. And what's funny is people will like – I, I like having people on to share their stories. Now I have a couple different uh, for, for most folks we will do a, just a, it, I have these episodes that are called resilient AF and it's basically mm-hmm. where somebody comes on and they will just talk about their story wherever they want to start it. Like if they want to go back to childhood, if they want to go back to weight loss, if they want to go back to when their career started, they just get to tell their story for 15 minutes. And what that does for them is the whole anxiousness about, recording a podcast goes away you know usually at the end of that call and then they've got the ability to start their own podcast if they want and then what's really neat about this anchor app anchor is owned by spotify so you now just by recording your thoughts on your phone can start putting out a podcast and then within a couple of weeks after they get your distribution set up you'll be on spotify and that's really cool I know. And then for most folks, I mean, like it, they'll get you set up on iTunes as well. So what ends up happening, I I know. So what you do (laughs) is you talk to people that, and you're just like, Hey, would you mind checking out my podcast? And they're like, Oh, you've got a podcast because podcasts are becoming more and more mainstream now. And just be like, you just be like, where do you listen to your music? Are you on, you know, do you listen on iTunes or do you listen on Spotify? And you send them a link and you know, it, it, it just uh, they can listen, but I, I think for somebody, for you, because you've got a message of positivity that you absolutely can reinforce in people's ears over and over and over. Um, I, I think podcasting is great. Well, yeah, I mean, um, you knew this about yourself. Well, I, you know what? It's really funny you touched on that because I tried to get into the whole YouTube thing and. I just felt like I was repeating myself because there's only so much positivity I think people can take. But this is so different because especially when you're chatting to someone because other things come out, you know, because I feel like I'm relaxed now. Like, here we go. This is like gentle counselling. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) I love that. It's a gentle, this is gentle counselling, one-on-one. And it's ace. I love this. Yeah, you, Daryl, you have opened my eyes to podcasts. Yes. I love it. Yes, yes, Amen. yes. So the Butterfly Amen, brother. podcast will be available. It's coming soon. your way. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to be my guest, all right? You're going to. Absolutely. I'll tell you what. We can be. We can do as we're already thinking of like times that we can do this stuff together. You and I can figure out a time where we could do a weekly podcast. <gasps> I'm so glad you said that because I was like. Yeah. I wonder if Daryl would be cool with doing like weekly because we're I think we're quite minded you know we've had things that have happened in our lives and we're very similar minded you know with positivity and the only way is up the only way is up that's right that you know what that might even be the name of your podcast (gasps) I love that look at this like you think brainstorming I (laughs) I think we should have a weekly the only way is up and me and you just like 
Oh, I think that that's that's what the weekly podcast should be called. There you go. The only way is up, and my then friend. You'll start, and then <laughs> you'll start con- you'll start connecting with other people and having them on your podcast, and you'll have maybe even some other weekly ones. But yeah, this is this is what's been happening in our little community over the last probably year, year and a half. And I've missed out on it. And I'm just I'm now entering the world. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Can yeah, I ask you something? Gonna... Yes. Totally. Go ahead. What made you get into, like, with the fitness? Like, how how did that all come about? Because I've been wondering that for a while. And I'm so glad now we've got the opportunity to talk about it. So this, for me, um, I was very shy as a kid. No. The way that I I was, I was very shy (laughs) to myself. And what I did was I used to just, like, eat junk food and play video games. Like, that's what I did. Mm -hmm. And so I was aware of my weight when I was a teenager for the first time, when I was right before I turned 15. Um, Mm -hmm. And I had a, an orthopedic because I spent most of my childhood going to orthopedics and physical therapists and things like that, folks like that. And, but I had one that was really, he, he really wanted to get me on a strength, like working out. And that was a, that was actually a little, probably a year or two before this whole weight thing happened. But I remember very clearly that this would have been um, this would have been December. I think the exact date was December 9th, 1996. And mm-hmm. so I was aware of my weight. And then as I went through high school, I started getting into the whole thing of, OK, well, I'm not real co- like I wasn't as confident in myself, but I started buying into the whole, hey, if I lose weight and look a certain way, maybe I'll feel better about myself. And yeah, through totally. varying through various like varying degrees that happened all through high school and really up and down all the way through until I was about 30 years old. Now, while I was in college, I got a job at a gym and I was just, I was just a staff member there, but how it worked out was that the owner of the gym saw me working out. And this again was something that I had been doing at a fairly, you know, fairly consistently up to that point. And he's like, you know, I see the way that you work out He's like, I, I, I think you would be an awesome fit for this gym. So, mm-hmm. and as I continued to work out, I mean, having the CP, I was always kind of like, I could get attention. And that's a big thing in the fitness industry is, you know, you're yes, always trying yes. to stand out, you know, because there's a lot of people that, that try to do this stuff. So, you know, I, I always kind of knew that that would, that that was kind of an option. Um, now I went, he, he sent me out to do a Q and a, at a, uh, at a local church just to answer questions about health and fitness. This was the first time I'd ever really done any kind of public speaking. And it went about as well as you would have thought. I completely yeah. like, I just, I was, I, I don't think I did real well, but, and what happened is I took that one experience and I was like, well, I like doing this, but I put it off to the side and I really didn't do anything with it. And then uh, as I was kind of just continuing to, go through, you know, after college and, and, you know, my, my second end of my second job out, out of college. So probably, you know, this would have been back in around uh, 20, 2010, as I was like, mm-hmm. you know what, I'm going to go ahead and get a personal training certification. I didn't know what I was going to do with it. I was just going to, you know, get it and see what happens. I got that in the spring of 2011. And then I sat on that again for a couple of years. And when I started uh, your level of fitness, which would have been in 2014, it was actually to do in-home personal training and group fitness boot camps because like people would pop up, do pop up group fitness classes, like in a park or in a, uh, in a parking lot or things like that. That's oh, yeah. what was really big at the time. 
So what I did is I got connected with the local United Cerebral Palsy, the, the UCP chapter, and I was doing a group fitness class for adults that were that had CP and it was all different levels like some um, you know some were were upright and, and needed modified moves some were in wheelchairs some were verbal some couldn't speak at all so we would I That's had amazing. probably yeah well and, and each class had about anywhere from like seven to eight up to like 20 people in it mm-hmm. and what was really cool about that was you know typically when you're writing a, a group fitness routine, like you're, you you have an outline and you, these are the moves I want to do. This is the order. You might even do a song list. And with this group, it really was based on the energy and flow of, of kind of how they were feeling that day that dictated the kind of stuff we were going to do. But yeah, yeah, I did that class for, Oh gosh, it was probably 15 months, uh, most Fridays. Wow. And, and that, that to me was, even now I think of, of the stuff that I've done. Cause if I look back, I've done pretty much everything you could do in health and fitness. That was, that's still probably what I, I feel best about. Uh, but as the industry started to change and it was, um, you know, more and more of this was online coaching. I basically just evolved from in-person stuff to doing the online, but I didn't want to be like, um, you know, I, I wanted to, basically build a business and brand that was me. So I have, I do have some tools that I use that are put out by some other companies, but for the most part, I mean, what you see, my coaching style, my coaching structure, like it's been my philosophy on health and fitness. And what I did is I kind of like woke up one day and realized, okay, if I go back to when I was trying to lose weight, I've been doing this stuff for well over 20 years. I'm like, good Lord. Like that's somebody that's, you know, cause I'm 37 now. And I'm like, how in the heck have I been doing this for half my life? But, but, and then it became, okay, I started doing all this stuff and wanting to, you know, feel better about myself and thinking that losing the weight was going to do that. But then I realized for 15 years that that after 15 years that like, that wasn't what any of this stuff was about. So if I can take, yeah. So if, if I can take my experience and that, and I can put that out to not even people that are just working with me, but just put that out in general for people to, to see and for people to hear, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's, that's what I want to do. And that's what I think I should be doing. So, but you just, something you just said there as well. And that going back to what I said about people getting really down on themselves, you know, because mm-hmm. they become slaves to the scale, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. it, it's so much more than weight loss because like, like me, I am an emotional eater. Like I, it's, you know, I will openly say that because of what's happened in my life, I think it's totally zoomed into my food. So I, you know, if I'm feeling down, I want to eat rubbish. Um, oh, thank you. My lovely husband's just brought me some fruit. Thank you. <laughs> Good boy. And I think I wish sometimes people would get, all, you know, they would, they need to move past the number on the scales because I think some people need to actually look at what's going on inside. And I always talk about self-love on my Instagram stories and because you need to love yourself you need to you are number one because if you don't love yourself you're not gonna you're not gonna move forward you know so it's like oh it it makes total sense and the thing is is one with being an emotional eater Mm -hmm. I'm still an emotional eater most people it's and, and by the way I don't 
I think we need to remove some of the stigma, not all of it, some of the stigma around emotional eating, because I'll tell you what, you're still going to have times where you celebrate in life and you celebrate with food. You're going yes. to have times where you're in a yeah. funk and you decide you're going to, going to, you know, crush a pint okay. of, of yeah. ice cream. And yep. you know maybe halo top though. So it's not too bad, but <laughs> maybe not though too. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you eat the, 12, the 1200 calories, but you know, I, I think the biggest <laughs> thing, it gets back to what we were talking about earlier, which is no matter what it is, just be like, yeah, I eat that ice cream and you move on. And, you know, I have my ultimate goal. And I feel like because Weight Watchers has developed this entire, <laughs> you have, you have, um, you know, food labels that show you calories and macros and all this other stuff. They've convinced mm-hmm. enough people that, yeah, that information that's out there for free, you don't need that. You need this algorithm that we've come up with that changes every so years, mm-hmm. every few years. So just focus on the points. So I'm like, well, if Weight Watchers can get people to focus on points, if I can get people to focus on the effort on what's in, what they're, what's in front of them each day, you know, like just focus on the things that you can actually control and then just like try to strip away as much of the emotion as you can around weight loss and yeah. just, you know, I, I have a, you know, I have a framework that people can use to, to um, set goals like that and track progress. But part of that progress, yourlevelfitness.com backslash framework, but part of that, that, that progress is you could actually even remove the scale from it completely. And if I can get people convinced that they don't need to use the scale and there's so many other things that they can do to, to, you know, really focus on. And the ultimate thing with weight loss is, you know, you, you manipulate the story that you're telling yourself in your head in a positive light. And I feel like a lot of people, I mean, we've all been telling ourselves stuff around weight loss for our entire life. Normally it's that we're not quote unquote doing good enough compared to what we think we should be doing. Just turn it around. What if you just start telling yourself in your head, how much of a rock star you are? What if you start setting goals around, you know, doing having uh, minimum expectations of your workouts that aren't stretch goals but that are set so low that you easily go past them and you keep going and instead of feeling like you're chasing these goals that you have that you're like you're you're just crushing everything and that you're just Mm -hmm. feeling very confident and very comfortable with how you're handling this and you know what really kind of drove this home for me is i saw a statistic earlier this year that that in 2018 the fitness industry was like 60 some odd billion dollars. That's insane to me. That's crazy. And, and what's crazy crazy. about it is like, if you think about how this stuff is marketed towards us and that's my, like, and that's the other cool thing for me is like my background is in marketing. So I stay away from like the sciencey stuff. I just like to pick apart the food and fitness industry from how they market to us. And I can talk about it for days, but like, but like, it just, it fires me up that, that there's so much money being made off of marketing against our insecurities. And like, yeah. I will be doing like whatever the, the form of media is in, in 20, 30, 50 years, I'm still going to be saying the same thing. So, yeah, but you know, what doesn't help is see, I mean, in the UK, BMI is massive and they almost shove it down your throat that that's what's important and BMI 
And I had a friend who was actually, he was like the fittest person I've ever met in my life. And he was overweight. And he was like Mr. Muscle Man. So I totally agree with you. And I'm actually going to let you into a little secret. Okay. I, because I've not really announced it yet on um, my Instagram, but every week I used to do like a weekly weigh-in. And after I wanted to do, I wanted to, you know, go through in my 12 weeks. Um, so I did that. And I'm actually going to try and do, you know, teach people like what you were just saying there. Just, you know, I don't think the scales, they're not, it's not bad to step on them. But like I'm an everyday person and I want to try and step back from that and actually use photographs in my clothes to determine how well I'm doing, you know, so visually I can see it instead of stepping on the scales and going, oh, I've put on two pounds, where I might not have put two pounds on because it might just be water retention or, and you'll understand that more than yeah. anyone, and especially women, Daryl. Like we, women, it's so bad. Like it's always the women, listen, right? You never see men moaning that they're weighing themselves every week and they put on a pound or maybe you do. You're going to tell you me. You do. You do. It's, there's a lot of, well, and see, the thing is. is more like, women yes, than men, though. Well, really. and, and it, it still might be more women than men. But, I mean, what's what's happened is that the way that this stuff used to be positioned to women is now how it's being positioned to men. So, I mean, the messages are similar. But, yeah, I, I think that's I think that's a great strategy. And one thing I will say to the women that are listening, and it's so funny because, like, every time I work with a client, they're like, this may be TMI. And then like the message doesn't come across. I'm like, okay, so you're telling me that you're starting your cycle. It's fine. It's what everybody says. Like, yes, sorry. My I'm like yes. well, here's, I'll be like, well, here's the thing. Do not get on the scale right before that. If we have a weigh-in scheduled during or the day or so after, skip it. We'll get back yes. to it next time. And if you have a food craving, this is not about willpower. Mother nature is undefeated. Eat just enough of it and move on and don't feel guilty about it. But yeah, yeah. so there you go. But what, what, what some women don't actually realize is, because I've been looking into this, you see, okay. this is TMI, but when women ovulate, which is yeah. two weeks before the <laughs> star week, they actually, yeah. can, that's the time they can gain up to five pounds. Like, that's insane. And I, and I feel really bad for women that go to classes every week because they just think, I think, because you, you can gain weight as well when you're on, you know, when you're due. Yeah. But you can actually, it's two weeks before that. Same for us, really. <laughs> so I, I think what this, what this is really telling us, and this is, but like, and I'm not against no. people getting, I'm not against yeah. people getting on the scale, but it's like, it's information. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't reflect where you are in, in your process of doing this. And that's, that's another thing too, is like somehow we've been convinced that say you're doing a weekly weigh and so you weigh in and then that week you work out however many times you eat, whatever it is that you eat. And if they don't see a loss on the, on the, ne- the next week's weigh in, they're like, mm-hmm. they start automatically dissecting what they've done as far as their food choices and their workouts. And look, I say this as they, but we've all been there. I used to do this, but it's like, wait a minute. If the scale is just a data point that you're just basically writing that number down 
or putting it into a spreadsheet and moving on. And so that way you're just collecting data. And then if you're doing weekly weigh-ins, when you start looking back at your, your trends in two to three years, then you're getting a really good picture of kind of where your weight has gone and, and at, at, you know, kind of where, uh, how much progress you've actually had, but like looking from one week to the next and like trying to make adjustments on the fly based on one week. I just, I just want to like, you know, tell people be okay. It's okay. I'm also tempted to do a challenge for you. And in October, I don't weigh in and we, and we podcast it every week because I will really, I'm actually getting the sweats thinking about it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> because yeah. I am a proper an addict. I'll even go in at night. I'll even go on my scales at night. I mean, that's ridiculous. Because your weight huh. changes throughout the day. Huh. It's like, get a grip of yourself, women. But I've become <laughs> so, because I'm so focused just now. And I wonder if we should do a little challenge. But we could get, see if anyone else wants to do it. It's really hard, you know, to break away from you know, oh, what do I weigh today? And it can change every day as well. You know, it can go up and down. But we will discuss that maybe, Daryl. We look at like, we have so much, we have so many options of things to talk about. This is... Yeah. (laughs) But it's just, so you can tell your customers as well. So, well, you know, you don't just... See, how do you do it though? Do you, you you get people to... See, it's really difficult, isn't it? Because you do gauge which direction you're going. You know, you can tell if somebody's, if, they, if they've gained so a lot of weight. Or I, have, I have a number of different ways that we can track progress. And there's, there's one tool I use. And this actually, this is all about, you, you know, manipulating the scale to, for the good. Um, mm-hmm. there's, one, there's one tool that I use where we basically work on developing nutrition habits over the course of a year. So there's 25 habits. And we start with, you know, kind of the foundational ones for the entire program, but they get one habit for two weeks. Now, every day for those two weeks, they get these lessons that they can read um, or listen to. It takes about 15 minutes to do the daily coursework. And then they check off that day. You know, like, did you practice this habit today? Yes or no. And what ends up happening is, is every couple of weeks they do a progress update. And part of that is... Um, you know, you'll get on the scale, you'll do measurements, and you'll do progress photos. So this time around, because I think if you're actually taking folks through a program, I think it's important to, you know, like actually have gone through it yourself, which I had done this mm-hmm. a couple of years ago when I first started doing this program, but I hadn't done it in a while. So I started a, gr- uh, a group of folks back in July. I was like, cool, I'm going to do this with them. So I was doing my progress update last time and the scale, cool. mm-hmm. the scale, yeah. And, and the scale had me at basically the weight I was in two pounds over what I was in college. It was like my leanest weight ever. And I got back on it and I'm like, huh, interesting. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. So I just, I put that in, I now in my head, I'm like, yeah, that's probably a little wonky. I mean, it's, it's, it, it's not, it might be off by like, 10 or 12 pounds, but I'm like, okay. So I put that number in and then I've decided through the rest of the program, when it gives me the option to do, to put my weight in, that's the weight I'm putting in because the scale told me that was my weight. And I'm just going to focus on doing these habits throughout the course of this program. And then at the very end, I mean, I'm still taking the photos and and doing the measurements and stuff, but at the very end, I'll do a weigh in and, and we'll see where it is. But I'm like, you know, 
I'm just going to basically go through this as if the scale is, is where I want it to be. I mean, as far as like what I personally, what I do from a fitness perspective and how balanced my program is and everything, like I'm happy with it. So if the scales already told me that I'm at this particular weight, I'm just going to continue to let it tell me, tell me that I'm at that weight. So, yeah. I mean, the thing is as well as, you know, when, when you're, when you're happy, because I used to be a size 10, like I used to run half marathons when I was yeah. young, when I, in, in my, like my twenties, I was yeah. so fit, man. Like I was like super, like I had the diet nailed, I had the exercise nailed. And you know, like what you're talking about there, like I knew by my clothes, I knew if I'd put my jeans on, I could even tell that pound or two pound. So yeah. your clothes, you know, people need to realize that it's not just on the scale but you know what you've got me thinking about like habits and it's like maybe I should do the the month of no scales like break the habit because I'm in a habit every day so every yeah. day that's that's and it's yeah. a bad habit yeah. you know because Daryl totally changed the subject now but how do you feel about the keto diet then because what do you follow like what do you promote so here's, yeah. so here's what, here's what I like. here's, no, yeah. no here's here's what I like so I had noticed that there were every diet has their own like line of coaches, right? So you've got Weight Watchers coaches, you've got keto coaches. And like I was telling you before, like I talked to a lot of people about health and fitness and mm-hmm. I had a pretty good, just by listening to people. I mean, I, I have a pretty good gauge on most of the diets anyway, but I'm like, you know what? Cause like part of my whole thing is I want to help as many people as I can and I want to be able to put my services at a price point where they're going to be like, well, geez, I almost have to take advantage of this. So I started this thing where basically it's bring your own plan. So if somebody's following Weight Watchers or they're following mm-hmm. keto, mm-hmm. we focus on that. If they want to do the habit-based stuff, we can put that in as well. But a lot of times my clients, we just use that framework that I was talking to you about and they bring their own plans. So I actually have a couple clients that are on keto. Um, and I can talk to them about what it is that they're doing and we set goals on it and we talk about adjustments. Um, now I think I know some people that have been very, very successful with keto. I think what it comes down to is does this eating plan fit your preferences for the rest of your life? If it Mm -hmm. does, that's fantastic. And I can think of, um, Gormigo's keto is, is one, or is that, yeah, I think that's Gormy's Gormy's handle now, but he's one that uh, has done really, really well because he's, I mean, he has such a history with dieting that he's doing this and this way of eating has actually really, really worked well for him. Um, And he's working, I know he's got a keto coach that he's working with, Uh, but the other one is, uh, is losing for health. And Stacy has been doing this stuff for, I, I mean, she, she went an entire year without, you know, a quote unquote cheat. And, you know, part of it was because she had developed a certain amount of discipline from other activities that she was doing. Like as she was, she was, I think a a traveling, I think she sung and she was singing in a choir, a traveling choir when she was a kid and was involved in some other activities. So she had to be very regimented and very disciplined early on. And it kind of translated into when she was going through the weight loss stuff, she kind of flexed that old discipline muscle that she had. Um, but, you know, she keto worked for her. And there's there's a bunch of other people in the community that that have been very successful on it. Um, the thing that I always want to urge people on is that 
depending on where your starting point is, you can drop a lot of weight quickly following any particular plan. And where you're really going to find out if this is successful for you is five years after you started, if you're still eating that way and you're still happy with the progress that you're making. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're, everybody talks about, I can't wait till I'm in maintenance. I can't wait till I'm in maintenance. I feel like folks should be building their maintenance plan now and living that way. Because the truth is, is like, you're not going to be able to, to slack off in maintenance because all that much, because if you do, you're going to end up gaining the weight back. And so like, if you're somebody that you're, you're during your weight loss process here, let's say you're counting calories. Let's say that you're working out four times a week now and that you're eating 2,100 calories a day. Well, your maintenance is going to be like, I'm going to the gym three times a week instead of four. And I'm allowed to eat, you know, maybe I'm shooting to eat two to 300 calories more per day than I was when I was in my weight loss mode. So really the stuff you're doing now may not be identical to what it looks like for the rest of your life, but you really should be focusing on that whole maintenance setup uh, right now as you're going through it. So uh, I also know a number of people that started in keto. And if we're going by the strict parameters of of keto, and this might get me some nasty DMs if I don't remember the numbers. Keto police. Yeah, if I if I don't remember the numbers correctly, but you know, doing the doing the seventy five percent fat, um, you know, twenty to twenty five percent protein and just traces of carbohydrates didn't necessarily work for them. So maybe for them, it's just adjusting it to where it's forty to fifty percent fat, and then you know we work in protein and carbs and adjust those. Uh, as as needed. But a lot of times, the one that, that people have trouble hitting, or they just get tired of hitting is trying to eat that much protein. Because mm-hmm. most people if you're eating, <laughs> yeah, if you're eating a low carb diet and keto, keto, I don't think of as low carb, I think of keto is keto, it's a high fat diet, that you yeah. have trace carbohydrates, but it's high fat, moderate protein. But like a lot of times, if you're on a low carb diet, well, you have to get those calories from somewhere. So a lot of times you're eating, you know, 200, 150, 200, 200 plus grams of protein a day. That's a lot. So, yeah, so so you have to adjust that. So maybe, you know, we then will put some carbs back in there. Now, the carbs that they're eating, typically, we're going to talk about like, you know, berries and, and, and maybe some apples, maybe some sweet potatoes, a half cup of rice. I mean, there's, there's, you know, where we look at, okay, is this going to be something, is this a carbohydrate that's going to keep me full and is going to give me energy? Or is this something that's going to, you know, is this something that's overly processed that's going to make me hungry in 15 minutes? Now, the other thing there, as I rant on nutrition, is just because, (laughs) just because something is processed doesn't mean it's, nothing is inherently good or bad. If we can look at our food choices on like a scale. So say that, and we have to decide what our scale is. So say we want something that is low calorie and high fiber. Cool. Vegetables are going to be like a nine or a 10, mm-hmm. you know, berries don't have a lot of sugar in them, have a lot of fiber. Those would be like a seven or eight. Maybe your high fiber, low carb um, bar, maybe that's a five or a six. There's always going to be something that's a little bit better there's always going to be something that's a little bit worse. Nothing yeah. is inherently good or bad, though. 
totally agree. <laughs> I completely and utterly agree because it's hard. Like I, my husband, uh, uh, he loves like his steaks and he loves his red mm-hmm. meat. Me, not so mm-hmm. much. I could live off chicken and salad the rest of my life. Like, yeah. you know, it's him that's like, you need to, he's always pushing me, you know, you need to get more red meat. And, and now I'm trying to, but it's very difficult. And the, the way I actually started, just to explain to everyone out yeah. there, the way, the reason I started keto, well, I actually started low carb first, yeah. was because whenever I was eating bread or pasta or anything like that, oh, I paid for it. My tummy immediately swelled up. And I've never yeah. been tested, but I, I will one day go and get tested because when I'm on low carb and keto, oh, I'm like a different girl. Like I have no problems down there in that area. Yeah. And it's just great. My tummy's flatter. And I think there's a lot of people out there that actually don't realize they maybe have an intolerance. Um, because yeah. I think more and more people now do have intolerances and we don't actually, we're not actually aware of it. But um, yeah, the, the protein is, I really struggle with that, Daryl. I do. I really struggle yeah. to get my protein in every day. Yeah. No, um, it's, it's, really it's do. a lot. I mean, it's, it's a lot, but, and I, I do, I agree with you. I think that people, we're, we're either intolerant um, or just maybe it, it could be to the extent where somebody's allergic. It could be a step less than that to where they're intolerant, or it could just be below that where they just feel uncomfortable when they eat certain foods in certain amounts. And yeah. that's why I'm a huge fan of people that I like that you started on one plan and you're like, eh, I might need to change this up a little bit. And you make yeah. adjustments. I think when people are looking at this and instead of following you know, keto or low carb, when you're like, Hey, I'm doing, I'm doing the Kelly diet. Like, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm, I'm building this so I can do it for the rest of my life. Like that's when people are taking their own, taking an interest in their own eating plan and really building, taking the stuff that, that works from specific eating plans, doing a fair amount of that. And then like the stuff that doesn't really work for them. And that, that particular plan, they just put that off to the side and find other things to fill the gaps in that's that's where i think people uh, have the most long-term success but i love what you said there about your your main your maintenance should be now mm-hmm. and then it yeah. oh my god Daryl, it goes back to life's too short because sometimes i get so wrapped up about what we're having for dinner you know yeah. because we do we we meal prep a lot because if we don't yeah. we'll go off plan very quickly you know yeah. so and you just get so consumed with, but you're right. We should be, it should be, because I would eventually love to. So just watching what, you know, because at the moment we have 20 grams net per day. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing. And we did get into the, um, a couple of weeks back, oh, we were like, it was dirty keto. It was down and dirty. <laughs> we were having bars, maybe two bars a day because you yeah. just were, it was because it was sweet and it was like, ooh, but now we're like nope we're being really strict no bars you know and things ebb and flow right like you're gonna have times where you're so busy that you're doing the i love dirty keto term just cracks me dirty keto i think of like i think of like keto like the word keto is like you know kind of a cartoon (laughs) character it has legs but it's like in the shadows it has like a trench coat on and like a top hat dirty keto shady keto dirty 
you're di- get the corner you're done because there's keto lazy keto yes dirty keto i love my accent there as well because you know my scottish yeah. accent i'm sorry oh, yeah. guys if you can't understand me that great um no, but it'll be, it'll be fine. <laughs> it's fine because you're going to share this with people that that Dude. are around the world and they're going to be like yes. what's the deal with his american accent like i can't no, I love it. The guy's saying. um which is funny because so Rachel, hopeful Ray of Sunshine, who she and I do a Tuesday podcast, and she has her Australian accent. And then Good eye, mate. Exactly. I love accents, Daryl. Good eye. That's great. Well, name's Daryl. My name's Keel. Hi. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Sorry. See, you're, you're like picking right up on that. No, you're doing shit. Good eye. See, the whole thing with podcasting is you got to be able to have sidebars and jump from one topic to the next and then come back to the main topic. No, you're you're perfect. You're perfect with this, but like it was funny because Rachel's friend Neil, who's he's um, he's over in the UK, like he just American. He's like at first he didn't want to listen to the episode because he's like this guy's American, isn't he? She's like, yeah. Oh. I was like, I'm not listening, but I won him over. She's like, he's like, you know what? I listened to that, and uh, and Daryl is like the nicest American. Like you he are. just he's just nice. So You're amazing. He, you've got a lovely voice as well. Like you've got such a good voice for this <laughs> radio voice, Daryl. Hello, you. my name's Daryl. I'm totally not doing that. Well, it's not your accent, but it's just you've got a nice oh, you know radio what? That's, that's, accent. That's a nice <laughs> attempt by you for an American accent. And I think anytime that somebody would want to hear mm. you in your Scottish accent do an American accent, I think that's a podcast episode unto itself. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but it, and it was funny because like Neil has become he's the number one fan of our podcast that we do. We call That's him so number fun. one Neil. So yeah, he's he's in with him. <laughs> and then we've got Willie Gillis, who's somebody that he listens to every single podcast episode I put out, which is mind blowing because there's somewhere around seven hundred episodes now. But yeah, it's it's crazy, man. So where really? do people so where can people is it on Spotify or will it go on to because I don't have iPhone. Can okay. you still listen so, to yeah, iTunes? Spotify, Spotify is where um, Spotify I should let granny people, now. Ooh. Yeah, well, like Spotify is where people are going to listen to this mostly. But right. uh, when you start doing your podcast and we start doing our weekly podcast on your yes. podcast, you can up. just share the Spotify link in your story and people can listen to it. Oh, I love that! Oh, I'm good at right. You're gonna, you're gonna help. I'm gonna do this because I, I, I love this, and I'm, I love to talk. So this is made yeah. for me. This is well, made for me. <laughs> See, you're gonna, I'm gonna, you're gonna get off the phone with me, and you're gonna do your own <laughs> podcast. You're gonna do your first episode. Right now. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, I get, believe me, I totally understand that. So, oh my god, it's amazing. I do, I do an Irish accent as well. Irish like that. Yeah. What a lovely day I've had today. I love Irish <laughs> accent. Are you just gonna? You, are you just gonna? You're gonna do episodes where you just do accents, various accents, right? I am, Daryl. I am. I'm gonna get in my car and just do podcasts like there that. Honestly, I love. I love accents. Love. Yeah. I need to master yours. I will, and I'll surprise you one day, and you'll be like, "Holy!" I know. I'll be like, she did, it. "She did Can it. She did it. She swear on this." Do you promote that? Do you like? Oh when yeah, you, swear? you can. You oh, can say. Yeah. You can say whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm Scottish, and I don't know if people know this, but uh, United Arab Emirates has a lot of rules, and one of them is 
you can't swear. You can go to prison. Really? Yes. So hmm. I'm just, yeah, there's lots of rules. And that's why I always ask. Well, I struggle because I'm Scottish. Yeah. And we, we swear a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, you can say whatever you want. This has been amazing. Yeah. No, we we have done the first podcast. <gasps> Love it. The first of many more. So just in oh, case, because yes. like it's it's really been <laughs> a hot minute since you were introduced, but like where yes. should people go to find you? Should they do Instagram? Should they do TikTok? Should we get them to oh, YouTube? What should we do? Let's Instagram me and you'll get a lovely video or a voice message from me. It's Butterfly in Dubai. And if you want some craziness, I'm Butterfly in Dubai 27, I think, on TikTok. And that is where the craziness happens. I'm not allowed to put any more videos on Instagram, my husband said, because I embarrass myself. Do I listen or care? No, I do not. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so, yes, go, go to TikTok for the craziness. Instagram for the positivity <laughs> and Woo-hoo. check out Pelly, uh, check out Kelly's podcast, which will be coming out yeah. real soon. Right. Oh yeah. It's going to come <laughs> out real like, honestly, tomorrow I'll be like, Daryl, what do we do? Help me. Yeah. It's going to come That's, soon. There we go. It has to. We'll Evolution, man. That's right. Well, I have thoroughly enjoyed this. Speak. I yeah. feel all no, relaxed I... now. And <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, well, we will definitely be doing this again, but I will, and see the, the app behaved itself. We got through that first 15, 20 minutes and then we were able to have a a pretty rocking conversation. So yeah, it's been awesome. I've thoroughly enjoyed this. Yeah, no, it's, it's been a blast and yeah, I I think we'll be doing a few more. So guys, go ahead and (laughs) you need to work on that. You got to work on that accent. (laughs) I will. All right, guys, we'll head over. Message Kelly, she will get back to you, and it will, will. Be, it will be an audio or it'll be a video every day. You never know, that's right. Yes. Every day, surprise, surprise. awesome. Well, thank you for coming on, and we'll talk probably in a few minutes, right? Yes, yes, we will, Daryl. Thank you so I'll... much for having me. Of course, I'll talk to you in <laughs> a bit. You. Thank bye. you, bye, everybody. Bye, bye, Daryl. Bye, bye. bye. <laughs>